3: my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today. Or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484-LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlu.com or call 844 lou Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas's days as secretary may be numbered. The Republican-led Homeland Security Committee approved articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. Chairman of the committee, Mark Green, said after the move that Secretary Mayorkas has put his political preference above the law and he is the kind of public official our founders feared.
0: Father of the Constitution, impeachment can be used to remove those unworthy from office. Secretary Mayorkas is the very type of public official the framers feared. Someone who would cast aside the laws passed by a co-equal branch of government, replacing those with his own preferences, hurting his fellow Americans in the process. This is not about policy differences at all. We certainly object to Secretary Mayorkas' policies, but this goes far deeper. According to the Democrat-led committee investigating Iran-Contra, quote, government officials must observe the law, even when they disagree with it, end quote or when they think that, quote, Congress is to blame for passing laws that run counter to administration policy, end quote. The case we're dealing with today is that simple. Secretary Mayorkas has put his political preferences above following the law.
3: The impeachment articles passed committee by a party-line vote of 18 to 15, and it didn't take long for Marxist Dems Senator Chuck Schumer to take to the Senate floor to defend their grotesque acts of Mayorkas As secretary, I want you to take a listen, if you will, to Schumer speaking with a straight face as he tells the American people that Mayorkas has done nothing wrong and that this is a sham impeachment.
1: Last night, while most Americans were fast asleep, a House committee voted to advance the absurd effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The Republican House majority is moving forward with the sham impeachment effort, despite producing no evidence that Secretary Mayorkas has committed any crime. House Republicans have not shown that he has violated the Constitution. House Republicans have failed to present any evidence of anything resembling an impeachable offense. Instead, what House Republicans are doing by advancing the sham impeachment effort is denigrating our Constitution, all for the sake of appeasing one person and one person only. Donald Trump. And let this be clear, this unserious spectacle by House Republicans does nothing, nothing to secure our border. While senators on both sides of the aisle are actually negotiating in good faith on border security, House Republicans keep exploiting the border only for political gain, only to help Donald Trump on the campaign trail, instead of working to solve the problem. There have already been many shameful and embarrassing moments in the Republican House majority. But abusing the Constitution by pursuing the sham impeachment effort is a new ignominious low. The
3: Senator Marxist dim Chuck Schumer, really can't seem to kick that terrible case of Trump derangement syndrome. Schumer didn't think it was a sham when Trump was unjustly impeached twice, did he? But somehow he has a problem with a man who left our borders wide open. Mayorkas' impeachment will now move to the House floor for a full vote where only a simple majority vote is needed to push it through to the Senate, where a two-thirds majority will be required to convict and impeach, finally, Mayorkas. Pop superstar Taylor Swift has reportedly told her inner circle, you know, superstars always have to have inner circles, that she would be open to endorsing Joe Biden for re-election. Really? Open? Open? Well, she did endorse Biden back in 2020. But how did that work out for the country? Give me a break. Maybe Swift should go talk to the executives at Bud Light and see what kind of prize you win for playing a really stupid brand game. A poll this month from Redfield and Wilton Strategy showing 18% of voters say they're more likely or significantly likely to vote for a candidate endorsed by Swift. That means the other 82% have a brain, and that is good news for President Trump. Trump, however, has said he's not worried about a Taylor Swift endorsement because he says he's definitely, definitely more popular than Taylor Swift. And I'm sure he is. House investigators this week have confirmed James Biden, the president's crooked brother, will sit down for a closed-door interview as part of the opening impeachment investigation of Joe Biden. James will head to D.C. February 21st for that deposition, just a week before Hunter will be there to testify. It gives the two men about three weeks to kind of coordinate their stories and kind of fix things up a little about how they will cover for Joe Biden's corruption. Our guest today is J.R. Majewski. He's an Air Force veteran running for Congress in Ohio's 9th Congressional District. And J. R., a a pleasure to have you with us. I want to start with first the horrible news over the past weekend. Three more of our troops in the Middle East killed in Jordan at an outpost a drone attack, and a lot of questions about that drone attack. Of course, first of all, why they didn't stop that lone drone. And there's now been about 150 of these attacks since October 7th against our service members deployed in Syria, Iraq, and of course, Jordan, losing three lives this past week. I would like to get your thoughts
2: well, I think it's it's a tragedy when any member of the our Armed Forces passes. Um, it's especially tragic when we know that this is preventable had we had uh, a strong leader like Donald Trump as our president. And um, I would hope that, you know, the these proxy wars and, and these things that are happening overseas with our, our service members aren't an attempt for the Biden administration to bolster their candidacy for president. We all know that uh, wars win. Uh, elections. And, um, you know, with with the way Donald Trump is polling today and the momentum that we're seeing from the America First movement and the fact that none of us want to be at war um, is only symptomatic, of, to me at least, that you know there's some meddling going on. But if Donald Trump were the president and we had a strong leader, I don't think we would see uh, many of these issues that we're seeing on the world stage.
3: I, I worry about what you're describing right now, which is uh, that the Biden administration, polling lower than any president uh, since Jimmy Carter, is looking in every which direction, uh, whether it be the border, uh, whether it be overseas, uh, he's looking for anything to distract from his ineptitude uh, and uh, just outright ignorant policies that have devastated this country economically, uh, socially, uh, and it goes on. Uh, but also it's interesting that uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, and uh, Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn came out wanting a strike against Iran, uh, and I was just hoping that maybe they'd go out and volunteer to, you know, to, to pick up a, you know, an M sixteen or whatever, and, and be right there at the, right at the point of the spear. But that isn't the way it works, is it? Instead. No. No, it looks to me like they're wagging the dog for Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't even have to because the rhino establishment Republicans are doing it for him. And that's an outrage. The These ignorant, these three ignorant senators are an embarrassment to the country.
2: Agreed. They're just opening their wallet for uh, for Blackwater and and all of the other not, not Blackwater, but, you know, the Halliburtons of the world. And, uh, you know, that that's. Again, that's what they do. That's what they're famous for. Um, these neocons are, are part of our problem here at home. Um, they've they've driven us into this polarization. They've they they don't have any um, leadership skills, and they're they're not trying to pull the country together and and, and look internally. When we have veterans here uh, suffering from PTSD, we have veterans here that don't, that are homeless, and uh, we're we're out fighting all of these other wars. Just in my opinion, for the distinct benefit of them to make a little bit more money.
3: It's It is a play for the military industrial complex. It is a play for Wall Street. It is a play for big tech. Uh, It it is uh, disgusting what we are watching happen to this country right now. Uh, You know, (laughs) In Iran, uh, excuse me, in Iraq, uh, we were told we should get ready for the doctrine of long war. General David Petraeus said, "You know, we're going to be a, we're going to go to what it is. It's very important that we have a long war doctrine." And by golly, we got a long war—twenty-one years of it in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, to what end? Right. To no end at all. Uh, and. and And people want to just ignore the reality uh, (laughs) that it is, as you say. It's a feature of those who are profiteers uh, and who are making a lot of money, while guys are losing their lives, as did these three service members over the weekend. Uh, and we know it that there are at least there are hundreds of our service members who've been wounded, uh, without response from this administration in any meaningful way. I, I want to turn to your campaign and, and ask, how much are you going to make of that issue in your campaign
2: for Congress? Well, Lou, it's a good question. Marcy Kaptur, who I'm running against, she's the Democratic incumbent who has been in office for 41 years. Uh, she's also the chairwoman of the Ukrainian Caucus, so you know she's knee deep in this in this corruption. She's knee deep in in sending our tax dollars to proxy wars across the world, and so we're we're definitely focused on that. Uh, the people of my district have been under her spell, under her charm for for our know, entire candidacy, but you know they're they're starting to wake up, especially because we see the Political mistreatment and the lawfare that's being cast against Donald Trump—it's really opening their eyes, and um, they're, you know, we're we're trying to um, shift their perspective, you know, just as much on Marcy Kaptur and what she's done, as much as they're seeing, you know, the, their own uh, initiative on, on what Biden and his administration is doing to Donald Trump.
3: And the persecution, the political persecution of Donald Trump—it it, it staggers me, uh, and I've been reporting on it throughout. But it still staggers me to think that we're now in the ninth year of the political persecution of Donald Trump he hasn't been found guilty of a single wrongdoing. Uh, we know that the prosecutors, more they're the ones who belong in jail. Uh, this idiot Jack Smith. I mean, what is he? Uh, he's a he's a Marxist uh, activist. Uh, he he might as well be in you know mid nineteen eighties the Soviet Union putting on show <laughs> trials because this is what he's about. Uh, we're going to talk uh, here with Jr. Uh, Majewski uh, about his campaign about where we're headed as a country and what he wants to do about it. And we're also going to take up uh, just exactly why, why it is he had a problem with the uh, US Air Force with his, uh, his jacket, his military records. And uh, the story is fascinating. We take that up right after these words. Stay with us. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right, Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only Oh, burger time! So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're back with J.R. Majewski, and uh, J.R., let let's let's go to uh, your your military. Uh, a file uh, your uh, and the problem that you had uh, with the with the U.S. Air Force and their release of what is uh, your personal uh, military record. Mm-hmm. How did it come to be?
2: Well, we were polling within two points, plus or minus two points, uh, of Marcy Kaptur last September, and I believe in, and I think many of folks believe that we were on path to unseating her, and they launched a, an October surprise in late September. Uh, they accused me of lying about my military service. They accused me of not being a combat veteran lying about that. And when I proved that I was, they then accused me of not serving in Afghanistan. And it all hinged on the fact that I didn't have the Global War on Terrorism Medal that uh, was created about a year after I had gotten out of the service. And after the, um, after the election, Matt Gaetz and Anna Paulina Luna and a few other good members of Congress uh, investigated this, and they found out that you know, they they had this information in July, but the, the government gangsters waited till uh, October, or excuse me, late September to release it. And um, it was a product of them forging my signature, stealing my Social Security number and, and gaining access to my my entire file and lying by, by omission. And I spent the last uh, 11, 12 months petitioning the Air Force. And I was finally awarded the medal uh, in October, which is when I decided to get back into the race and finish what I started.
3: That's a, a, incredible. And who was behind it? Do you think?
2: Um, you know, I, I know it was Marcy Capter. I also know it was the the C. But you know, when you look at the genesis of Kevin McCarthy uh, fighting for the gavel uh, on round, I believe it was round thirteen of the speakership race, one Democrat stood up and said that they would consider crossing the aisle and voting for him, and that was Marcy Capter. So, you know, I, I can't help but believe that Kevin McCarthy had a part in it, and I think that uh, his his uh, I don't know, distrust and, and uh, vitriol for me is, is leaking into this cycle as well because you have, you know, a guy like Speaker Johnson endorsing a candidate that, uh, you know, is a cookie cutter establishment type because they know that I'm an America first candidate. And I believe uh, strong, very strongly that my job in Washington, D.C. Is, is going to insure, be ensuring that Trump's agenda is pushed through and that he doesn't have a lame uh, House of Representatives like he did his first term.
3: Yeah, he needs every everyone uh, uh, on the ground fighting for the America First agenda. There's just no other no other way that we can rescue this country. Uh, let, let's go to Derek uh, Marin and how in the world he came to the attention of the speaker when you were sitting there fighting for the uh, for the nomination uh, with your background as a veteran uh, as a America First candidate. Do you know what's the, what the story is behind his decision to come up a, with a challenger to you?
2: Well, the first candidate, um, you know, they recruited back in last April when I wasn't in the race and McCarthy uh, was able to coalesce leadership to support him. He raised a good amount of money and then he was caught on a telephone call with a donor uh, really dressing down the president, President Trump and 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 sharing his true feelings about the president and that he's arrogant. He's not presidential. He doesn't like him. He doesn't like how he calls people names. Basically, he doesn't like a, an America first strong-willed man who is defending himself after being unfairly attacked for nine years. Like we just talked this about. Is,
3: and you're talking about uh,
2: Derek Marin. No, this is the, this is the candidate before him. And oh. um, yeah, so his, his, his <laughs> candidacy somewhat imploded. And in an effort of, of sheer panic, uh, the establishment in Washington, D.C., recruited Derek Maron, and little did they know that Derek Maron is also scandal-plagued. Uh, he has some, some issues uh, as, as a gentleman that tried to gain Speaker of the House here in Ohio and, and totally failed in, in that effort. And then you know he has uh, some accusations of having an affair with, with another member of, of the House who um, was eventually kicked out of the House for having an adulterous affair.
3: And and the, Derek Maron did yes. all that. And you referenced somebody who didn't make it to Speaker of the House. Who is that?
2: That was Derek Marin as well. He he was the the conference or the caucus last cycle or last year uh, elected him as Speaker, and then because of some misbehaviors and some disagreements that he had with uh, specific members, um, from what I understand, he was promising them um, positions on certain. As chairman or vice chairman of, of, of certain, um, you certain know, efforts in the house. And then once he won the speakership, he, he, he withdrew that. And so those folks then uh, partnered up with, with some of the Democrats and they were able to, uh, to award the speaker to another gentleman. And this gentleman uh, came right out of the gate this cycle. Once, once president Trump was uh, running for president and endorsed him and Derek Marin didn't do that until i don't actually i'm not even sure he's endorsed him yet but i believe he made an attempt at endorsing president trump once he decided to run against me so uh the charade is pretty clear i'm i'm, I'm actually very surprised that speaker johnson um was was fooled by this and that they've actually chosen someone like Derek. how many are in the race uh four myself included
3: and uh and you're the principal America First candidate. Uh, you have a, a, a military uh, uh, background, a veteran. Uh, you And you're, you've been, without question, uh, talking about the right issues and doing the right thing. So uh, you have no idea how the Speaker of the House decided to bring in Derek Maron
2: with all the, the baggage that he's got. Right, and I also spent 20 years working in the Nuclear Power Institute, Lou. So. You know, I have a I have a, a, a vast level of knowledge on on energy. And when we're in a in the positions that we are right now with respect to not not having our energy independence, I mean, I could be a staunch ally not only for the House, but I know Donald Trump recognizes my talent and my skill set. So you know, I'll be somebody that he'll be able to count on when he when he takes the reins in the White House.
3: Well, that's great. And who's funding your opponent, uh, principal opponent, uh, since uh, the speaker is backing uh, Derek
2: Marin? Is it Derek Maron? Um, I would think that he's going to be getting sponsored from Americans for Chinese Prosperity and, and a few other groups that, uh, you know, are looking to work against the America First movement. Uh, I haven't put my finger on it yet, but uh, I know he's getting some phone calls. The NRCC is actually calling donors in my district and asking them to sit down and speak with him. They've actually shared emails with me and um, they're, they're not happy with that. And so he's going to have he's going to have a fight in his hands. We're up on the polls by 19 points right now. So. You know, i'm not i'm not really worried about these folks I, I i wish them well in the run for second place but you know it would be nice if the leadership in the party would stop embarrassing themselves and stop embarrassing donald trump
3: yeah well it's hard to it's hard to get that kind of reaction and response from uh, the likes of mitch mcconnell and apparently, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, he is an unknown quantity who is becoming better known by, it seems, the week. Uh, and it's certainly not all good. Uh, we're talking with J.R. Majewski, and uh, we'll be coming right back. He is the America first endorsed candidate uh, for uh, Ohio's ninth congressional district. Now we've got uh, to get that taken care of uh, for the uh, for the general election. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Back now, we're talking with J.R. Majewski. He's the America First Endorsed Candidate from the 9th Congressional District of Ohio. Um, I want to uh, turn to your America Endorsed. And I tell us who's endorsing you uh, right now, if you would. I think I think the audience would like to hear that.
2: Sure, Lou. Um had the pleasure of being endorsed by good friends of mine like J.D. Vance, Senator from Ohio, uh, Congressman Matt Gates, Congressman Corey Mills, Congressman Byron Donalds, uh, Mike Collins also been endorsed by Cash Patel and, and Ambassador Rick Cornell, so a really great group of of like minded folks that you know I would see uh, partnering with in the efforts to take the country back.
3: Well, we've got to take this country back, and we wish you the very best of luck in uh, making that happen. Uh, I want to I want to turn to this idea of the establishment fighting. I I want to look kind of weigh in, if we may, on. Uh, Mike Johnson, because I just, this guy is fascinating me and not in a good way. Uh, why would he, do you have any idea why he would do this, try to do this to you?
2: Well, you know, I, I don't, um, I can only assume. And my assumptions would, would draw back to the fact that, you know, I'm not sure he's totally um in control of of what's going on with with the house with respect to uh the recruitment of new candidates and and winning the house re- retaining the the seats in the house i think he's he's probably turned over control of that to you know rich rich hudson or the folks that uh run the conservative leadership fund which are all mccarthy um mm-hmm. you know mccarthy loyalists so you know that that would be my general assumption but at the end of the day he's the leader and leaders need to be held accountable and. Um, if, if he doesn't know what's going on in his own house, you know, how could he expect to invite company over and, and,
3: and well, one of the have a good time? I, yeah, one of the things I love is that Speaker McCarthy raised a lot of money, and apparently it's his money, they say now. Uh, and he's doing with it what he wants, uh, and I'd like an FBI investigation of that and just blow that whole system up, because that's outrageous. And we know what's going on. As a matter of fact, we're going to make a point of making a point of it. Uh, y- your thoughts about fundraising and the way it's going now?
2: Well, you know, I think um, you're spot on with with McCarthy. Uh, I think one of the one of the hardships that members like Matt Gates had with him is that you know for the first nine months of of this cycle he didn't show up to work and you know what was he doing you could see mccarthy prancing around the the country recruiting candidates and i i'm confident that it was an all in an effort to ensure that he didn't have to fight for the gavel the next cycle and you know when when he got caught with his hands in the cookie jar he he challenged the the folks to stand up against him and they did but i i think that mccarthy's still around i know he's still pulling strings and it's unfortunate because you know we knew what kind of an animal that we were dealing with with mccarthy I, I think it was pretty easy to figure him out but now he's behind closed doors and you know what he's doing with clf i mean only god knows but i i think the will of the american people are, are going to um you know, retain the house i don't think it's going to be an easy election cycle but I don't either we win the presidency i think we can retain the house and and i think we can we can move forward but we should be looking into some of the super PAC and dark money that you know mccarthy is using that was a, 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 and actually that was a um you know something that he 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 promised the members of the houses that you know they wouldn't meddle in primary elections but that's <laughs> certainly something that they've been doing yeah I,
3: I well there's a reason he's gone and that's just among you know one among many uh, now, the question is, how much better did they do by putting Mike Johnson into the deal? You know, here's a guy I wanted to uh, to do well. I mean, I expected him to do well. Uh, here's a guy, a man of faith. He's got a, a great family, uh, had uh, supported President Trump as an attorney on his impeachment team. I'm figuring who could, who could you get would be better. And the next thing I know, he's, uh, you know, he's lashing out like a uh, like a snake in the grass, uh, in uh, the meetings with, you know, Hakeem Jeffries, President Biden, and Chuck Schumer, and going their way, it, it just makes no sense. Yeah. So we got a lot of work to do over the course of this uh, this next few months to find out what is really going on here. Jerry, we started this by talking about the three the three soldiers, three service members who were killed in uh, in northeast uh, Jordan. I, I I want to get a sense from you as to why there's so many in my opinion there's so many military uh, folks in the uh, in the Senate and the House who also seem to be hawkish. Uh I I've, I've usually found it the inverse that the more people have seen of war the less they like it it seems but that's not always the case right now. It, there's a there's a funny twist in the air in DC. Maybe I should just call it a stench. You
2: no, know, I think it, I think Lou, I think it all goes back to the corruption that we've talked about. Um, you know, money is the root of all evil, and um, some some folks are willing to to sacrifice their ethics, core ethics, core principles, and you know what they what they truly stood for when they served this country in an effort to gain a dollar. And um, you have on the opposite side of that, you have. Very, very strong willed, strong principled members like Corey Mills, who is standing up for the service members. Yeah. And and you also have Wesley Hunt who's standing up for the service members. But yeah. you know, it, it, it's just another depiction of the corruption and the level of corruptness that that our Congress has, has gone to.
3: Yeah, it's uh, good members, both and uh, and uh, great Americans, as are you. J.R., we thank you for being with us. We wish you all the best. Come back here soon. And as you find out more about who's funding uh, uh, those establishment folks, boy, we'd sure, uh, sure love
2: to hear from you. Absolutely, Lou. Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. God bless you.
3: Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. And thank you, J.R. Majewski. Join us tomorrow for The Great America Show. Our guest is author and president of Counterpoint Institute, Shay Bradley Farrell. And she has a new book, The Last Warning to the West. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, and Frank Speech at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 central. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.